0: Okay, so today, well let's start off with a few examples and then I get a title. (laughs) So um, first I want to show you a picture and I just want y'all instantly to yell out what you're hearing, what you see in here and online y'all can yell out but we won't hear you of course. (laughs) But okay, so the first one, one second, yell out real quick. Yes, (laughs) so if you look close enough, you see Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. But like, like we heard, some people saw Tetris, some people saw blocks. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so the next thing I want, I want to show you, I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to give you a little clue. So I'm just going to show you a splat on the page, and I just want you all to yell out. You know, like the therapists do. I want you all to yell out what you see. Don't hesitate now. One, two, three. In a second. One second. Yell it out. We got Amoeba, we got (laughs) Jesus, a kid, and an angel, okay? So the next one, I just want y'all to see. I'm going to give you more clues this time. I'm sorry, y'all. I kind of led you astray. I'm going to give you a little more clues. So next time, I want you to see the mother and her love for her children in this picture. One second, guys. And if you've seen this before, because a few people have in here. Eagle. The eagle and the baby. Oh, oh. You see the mothering eagle feeding her baby? But this next one, I want you to see what it truly is. A sunset. Uh-uh. <laughs> An old woman. <laughs> A wise woman so if we can have the next picture it's Jesus it's Jesus so my title for today is what are you looking for what are you looking for I kind of led y'all astray a little bit with those but what are you looking for not with the Tetris I didn't lead you there <laughs> um so I want to give um a few scriptures the first scripture is Matthew 6:22. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. That's King James. And then I want to give you Matthew 18:9. And if your eye causes you to fall away, gouge it out and throw it away. Because it is better to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell's fire. That's the Christian standard Bible so you guys your eye is the light of your body and if your eye is good if what you're seeing is good if what you're looking at is good then your full body your body will be full of light of light um so i wanted i was like okay lord well You know, what about the eye? You know, I see a lot. I see, you know, things every day. What about the eye? So I went and looked up some definitions of eye, and it was pretty interesting. So with those scriptures, just remember, when we're going over the definitions, just meditate on those scriptures that the the lamp of the body is the eye. So if your eye is good, your body is full of light. And if your eye causes you to fall away, you need to take it on out. Because it's better to enter into the kingdom Life, it says life, but enter into the kingdom than to go to hell with two eyes. So I'd rather, I'd rather be blind and be with Christ than to have both my eyes and see, see everything and go to hell. I'd rather be blind. I don't know about y'all. I'd rather be blind and be with Christ. But the definition of eye that I found, I found some interesting definitions. So we know this eye, right? We know we have eyes. We know about that. But a definition I found was to look at or watch closely or with interest. Another definition was used to refer to someone's power of vision and in description of manner or uh, direction of someone's gaze or the center or focal point. So if your eye is where you're gazed at, if we're looking at it in that sense, or we're looking at the center or the focal point, if we're looking at it with uh, close interest. You're looking at the, what you're looking at with close interest. If that's what I mean, then if you're closely looking at or your gaze or your center, your center, your core, is light, then your whole body is good. And when I think of body, I think of my whole life. My, my whole life is good. But if my center is dark, how great is that darkness? That's the rest of six twenty-two. I think that's 23. But let's look at C, okay? So I asked you guys, what are you looking for? So the sense that we use with our eyes is seeing. So a definition I found for C, perception with the eye, with your focal point. Discern visually, okay? Another one is discern or deduce mentally after reflection or from information to understand, to ensure, okay? To see, you want to see it through, you want to ensure it. So your insurance is in what you see. But what you see is your center and your focal. It's that center. That's the one of the definitions we're using. So I had to think about this thing. I'm like, well, Lord, why are we talking about eyes and seeing? You know, I'm, I'm not trying to really, see. I mean, I see. And I realized that God is talking to me about what are you looking for, Amelia? Like, when you go out, are you looking for bad to happen? Because what you see And what you're looking for, if it's full of light, you'll be full of light. But if it's dark, it's going to be dark. And so I thought about, one, I thought about how people can perceive something. Have you ever met someone where you try to tell them something, but their mind is already set? Like they see the situation, how it is, no matter what, no matter how many times you explain it, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. You can show them a whole nother picture, you can walk them through it, you can like act it out, you can do everything, but no matter what, the situation is bad, and you can't tell them no different. That's how they see the center. Okay, let's get a little deeper in this. So I was talking to someone, and I won't say their name, I was talking to someone and they reminded me of a te- I, I, I was testifying to them because but they reminded me of something recently last week and they said you know when I open the Bible I always run into bad scriptures and I realized when I was I, I talked to them, but it took me back to a place. I realized that when I was younger, I used to think God was against me. I would tell everybody that. God hate me, y'all. He just hate me, I don't know. And that was my thought, that's what I saw. So every time I opened that Bible, I would see, curseth thee, O oh child. <laughs> like the grass, you are gonna be cut off. Well wait, Lord, cut off the lawnmower. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, we will cast you to the pits of fire and your teeth will gnash. And I was like, Lord, why every time I look at your word, or oh, I could go to church and I'll be like, he'll be like, yeah, because you're sinning you're a sinner. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute, I just tried. And it was like, what is wrong with me? But God had to renew my mind because what I saw is God didn't love me. And I felt like that because of things I went through in my life and um if you chime in on Girl Talk this a quick plug chime in on girl talk we're talking about Pillars of Peace getting right with God next week. We still on right with God. Yep, next week. Not this week, fast week. But anyway, so getting right with God. I had to realize his love for me. And I had to start looking at him as the loving God. As the God that says, I know my thoughts that I have for you. Thoughts to prosper you and give you expected end. The God that said, I created you before you were in your mother's womb. The God that says, I will give Cush and Sheba for you. i give nations for you. I love you. The God that gave Christ. When I start seeing him for who he truly is and seeing, and I start looking for that love and looking for a father's love, then... I realized and I started seeing those great scriptures. But when I opened that Bible before that, I was like, that thing <laughs> got it out for me. So I want to um, not only get my own testimonies, but let's look at a few testimonies in the Bible. I found Abraham, right? Abraham in Genesis 22, but I'm going to focus on 4 and 13. In Genesis 22, God told Abraham, you know, I've given you the son you've been praying for for years. You had him in the old age, you messed up, and now you finally got the promised child. And I need you to go sacrifice him. And so Abraham got Isaac, and he's just walking. And he's just walking, because he got to sacrifice the son. I can't imagine what he's thinking, like, Lord, what you, what you do? But then, then when you read, I do know what he was thinking. He said, God, you're a good God. And I don't know how this thing going to play out. But I know that you love me. I know you gave me Isaac. And I think that when he was saying that, that's when verse four hit. So let me read y'all verse four. Four. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes, his focal point, so he was no longer looking down. It wasn't no longer bad, it wasn't no longer dark. He lifted his eyes and he saw a place afar off. Oh, oh, he saw an answer. He saw where to go. He saw saw something other than where I am, the the bottom. He looked up. So then if you drop down to uh, 13, it says, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. He looked up, it it says, he lifted his eyes again. He wasn't looking down, he wasn't focused on Isaac on the um, altar, and I'm about to kill him, he won't focus on whatever he was going to kill him with. He wasn't focused on the ground, he wasn't focused on the death. he wasn't focused on what I think I'm damned for. He was focused on, God, you're going to open a way. And when God said, hold up, he heard it. And he said, okay, I'm looking for you, Lord. He looked up and God said, look behind you. He looked behind you and there go the ram. Well, what was he looking for? What was he looking for? What if he would have kept his eyes down? What if he would have kept looking at, no, I gotta do this, God said I gotta do it, so obviously it's bad, just shut up and let me focus on this so I can get it done. What if he was like that? What if his mind was so focused? What if his eye, what if his sight, what if his focal, his center point was just on the bad, the center of that? Isaac wouldn't be here, he just wouldn't, okay? Psalms 121 says, a song of degrees. I lift up my eyes to the hills for which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. And we know David, uh, David wrote that, and we know how great he was. Lifting your eyes up to the hills. We looking up to the hills, and um, shout out to Trina. She taught me that the firmament is where uh, the Lord is. She she blew my mind. (laughs) So you lift your eyes to the hill, you go back to Genesis 22, you gotta study out yourself. He was looking up towards heaven. He wasn't looking at the hills, he was looking up towards heaven. God, I need you, my help comes from you. And when you say that, when you're looking to, looking to where your help comes from, not looking to where, where your help is, where you think your help is, because your help is in him, but not looking to who you think your help's supposed to come from as far as people or what item or what vice or whatever you do. When you're not looking at that, when you just lift your eyes up, when you're not looking at that situation, when you're looking at God and your center is God, you know... It, it, it'll work. It works out. It works out. I promise you, it works out. So, um, Matthew six thirty three, it says, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness, and all these things will be ha- added to you." So, God, Jesus Himself told us, "Seek, look, look first for the kingdom of God. Just, just stay on that. I know the path. All these things will be added. Don't look, don't look for the things, is what He was telling you. I know, I know." What you need is what he said. I know what you need to seek after. Look at the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and the right things, and these things will be added. It's what, so what are you looking for? Now, okay, so I got here, and I said, well, God, looking, I thought it worked by faith. I thought it worked by faith. I thought seeing wasn't believing, that I wasn't supposed to see it. So what you mean looking? Well, then I got taken over to Proverbs 20, 12. And it says, The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord, hath made even both of them. And I said, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? The hearing ear, the seeing eye, the Lord, hath made both of them. Even. Made even both of them, Sorry. So then I was like, well, let, let's study out faith. Let's study out faith. I know my faith gets me, activates things. We learned that faith activates things. So Hebrews 11, one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And I was like, what? Okay, so Lord, I'm not understanding. Faith is the substance of things. Oh, not yet unseen. See, I got caught up in the unseen. I was looking for that. I was looking for the unseen, but I missed the substance. Substance, a particular kind of matter with uniform properties. I'm hoping for something that's real. I see it. Evidence to be or show proof of. Evidence of things unseen. To be or show. If you show it, I see it. And I was like, my God, my faith is grounded in what I'm looking for. I got to see it before I see it. Let me say it again. Let me see it make a little, you know. (laughs) But I have to see it before I see it because I believe. And when I believe, I see things. I say, God, I know that's true. I know that's true. Okay, let's go a little further in this. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. You could put your faith in good or bad. And I just told y'all Proverbs said that your hearing ear and your eyes were made even by God. So, okay, I was like, Lord, I have a choice. I either put my faith in good or I put my faith in bad. But I'm going to believe in something, and Pastor Keith has taught us that. Either we're going to put our faith in good or we're going to put it in the bad. Either you're going to focus on the circumstances, you're going to have that center point, that look, you're going to be looking at the bad, or you're going to have that hope for faith, I'm going to hope for. it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So I'm going to look at what I'm hoping for, that hope that God gave me, I'm going to hope for. That's where my faith, that's where I'm looking, and that's how they work together, y'all, the ears and the eyes. Now, if you don't believe me, Tell me this, tell me this. If your ears and your eyes don't work together, tell me this. Why do we as people cut down the radio to park our car? (laughs) You got to focus, you You have to see, you have to see. Some reason, (laughs) some reason you tell everybody, especially if you're backing in, if you're backing in and you don't want to hit somebody's car or the curb, you cut the radio on down. You tell the kids to quiet on down, because I got to park this car. And you get real serious, and you whip it on back. And then you turn your radio back up and keep praising the Lord. I hope you listen to the gospel. <laughs> um, so I said, okay, Lord, show me this in my life. In my life, theater, I love theater, I love writing. And I realized dance, I love dance. I do choreography all the time and I see it before I see it. Like I get the preview, I get the first premiere because people be like, you have an amazing mind and I can only give glory to God because I saw it. It was real, it already happened. I just wrote down what I saw, whether it was in a dream, whether it was in an open vision, I see it and then God shows it to me later in real life. It just comes to manifestation. He truly, Declared the beginning from the he went uh, he declared the end from the beginning He truly knows what we are walking into like God has actually this is not in my notes But God has actually been blowing my mind with time because time is in his hands and really when I think about time I think about how God controls time, right? You know a thousand years. It's like one day to the Lord But then I think about how he declared the end from the beginning and I start to think about how My God, you've watched the movie before it happened. You've watched it. We're just walking into the manifestation of it. He saw it. He's seen it. He knows. And if we depend on him, I told my son the other day, I said, you got got a choice to make. But you only get to choose one. Either you're going to let your friends cover you, you cover you, your um, mom cover you, or you're going to let God cover you. And God's seen it all. He sees it. He sees it before we see it. And that's where our faith has to lies. Our focus, our center has to be on him because he already sees it. We're just walking into it. You ever had, they call it deja vu. I don't like giving it that name. I just don't. But let's, let's use it so people know what we're talking about. But you ever had a moment and you say, I've been here because it's played before. God already saw it. He see it. See, time don't control us. Well, it controls us, but time don't control God. And if we submit to him, it won't control us. Now, I'm sorry. That was a quick detour. I'm sorry. Let me find back where I was at my notes. So, godly examples of seeing it before you see it, Noah. Noah had to build an ark. God just came to him and said, build an ark. Okay, Lord, this big, gigantic thing It's bigger than this building. It's the huge thing that you're going to put every animal on, two of them at least, on this boat. Wait, what is a boat? What is an ark? Is it an arch or an ark? What What is the ark? Okay, you need it. Okay, he's giving him the dimensions and how to see it. He sees it. It's gonna rain. Well, Lord, what What might that be? You know. Well, guess what? Moses had to. I mean, Moses. Noah had to see it before he saw it. Actually, Moses, since I called his name out, he had to see it before he saw it, because that man stretched his arm out over the sea. Imagine being here with thousands of people dependent upon you, and you don't walk them out, and they said they could see Pharaoh coming, so he, if you can see, like my eyes can't see but so far, So they were pretty close, and in front of them was nothing but sea. And they, they fussing and cussing, they probably were cursing um They going off on Moses, and Moses just stilly hold his arm out like God told him he had to see that God was going to open that sea before he opened that sea. See, 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 see. (laughs) But he had to see it. He had to see it to see it. He had to see it to see it. We have to see things to see them come to life. We have to see it in the spiritual. We have to see it. And we can't see in the spiritual unless we go through Jesus Christ himself. We are not, we can't see into that kingdom. But if you submit to him, he'll show you things. He'll show you that escape. He'll show you the great uh, plans that he does have for you. And you will see it and it will be just as real And then you just walk into it. And then you see it. You see it physically. So another person who used this faith to see, but he used it for the wrong thing, was Job. Job said in Job 3.25, The thing I greatly fear has come upon me." Job had been thinking about that thing for a while, y'all. And he saw it. And he continuously looked at it. And he continuously thought about how I'm going to fix this. He saw how his children were acting, and he was, he was seeing it. He was seeing how this was going to be his demise, and he was trying to work against it, but that's what he was seeing. So, again, are you seeing the good or are you seeing the bad? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? So I have a slight activity, and I pray to God it works. <laughs> I tried it, I've tried it once, and it works, so I pray to God it works tonight. So I'm going to tell you guys... Hmm, Harold, can you come here, please, with your mask? With your mask. Harold's going to be my test, but everybody please participate and be honest. Okay, so we're going to show you something, Harold. We're gonna, I'm going to show you something, and I'm going to tell you the answer to the third row. The answer is red, blue, green. Now, what I'm about to show you, I want you to call out what you see, okay? Call the colors you see, all of them, okay? Do you got those directions? And I gave you the key, right? For well, at least you can get one of the lines right. All right, can we see the colors, please? All right, call them out. What you looking for, son? (laughs) What you looking for, nephew? (laughs) What you looking for, though? What were you looking for? I I told you. I told you the call out, (laughs) the colors you see, and I gave you. I gave you the third row. When you got to the third row, you should have remembered red, blue, green, right? Did you listen to me? Okay, but how many times have God given us the key and then we see something and we call out what we see rather than what, he, what we heard? So, God was like, Amelia, yes, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, but if you focus, if your center is on the wrong thing, you're eliminating that faith. You're eliminating, you're countering it. Because I told y'all in Proverbs 22 that he made the ear and the eye even. Okay. 12. Proverbs 12. Thank you. <laughs> he made the ear and the eye even. So, and I thought about that thing for a second. My ear and my eye surround my, my brain, my mind. What's coming in my ear and what's coming in my eye is directly to my mind. And if you study science, y'all, I hate science, but I don't know why God keeps taking me to this medical stuff. But there are veins in the back of your eye connected to your brain. It's a a direct connection. So what we are seeing, sometimes you got to close your eyes. I'm going to tell you, hope is my witness. When I couldn't take stuff and circumstances coming up, I need to go to sleep. I just go to sleep. It'd be like, just right there, I don't care where I am, I need to go see, I got to close my eyes. (laughs) And now I got a good reason for it. (laughs) But no, close your eyes sometimes and see what God says. Sometimes you got to let God's word in. And not just the word in your ears, you got to see that word. Sometimes you got to see that word, it has to come for real, right there in front of your eyes, you got to see it before you see it. You got to see that it's real. You have to see and believe that he was on that cross and your sins was right there with them, but he rose and they didn't. You have to see it. You have to see those sins crucified. You have to see yourself in the future. You have to see what he sees. God, you made me for a purpose. I got desires in my heart. I see that woman. I see it and I'm going to see it and I'm going to see it until I believe it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to keep seeing it. God, sometimes you got to put it in front of your face, like vision boards. You know, they say make vision boards because you got to see it. Constantly seeing it, constantly seeing it, touching it. Sometimes I just lay there and fantasize. My sister used to go off on me. Why we always got to fantasize? This ain't real. This ain't real life. We need to talk about the real. She used to go off on me bad, but (laughs) that's what got me through life. Honestly, when times were rough, when I didn't have nobody to turn to, when life was down, when, my, when I literally felt alone, I would just sit there and dream about who I was going to become. I knew I was going to be great. I was going to do great things. It had to be better than this. I can't see this right now. Because th- those, those things surrounding me were almost insurmountable. And I was seeing circumstance after circumstance after circumstance. And it looked like, it looked like Ah, uh, Siobhan said it. The days were going by slow. But I didn't realize the years were turning around fast. So it looked like if I looked at the days, man, I ain't never getting out of this thing. I ain't never getting out of it. If I looked at that. But when I looked at them years, and I said, girl, when you become grown, now I ain't do, I ain't do it in my own time and like I thought I would the Lord's time, and praise God. But... When I become older, I'm going to do something great. It's not going to be this forever. Those years, they were faster. It was possible then. If I looked at them days, it wasn't possible. I ain't going to make it out. It's too much time. It's going too slow. I look at the years, it's going to happen because they flying. I was, what, about 15, 14? 14 years, they already flew by. Half of them I didn't remember because I was a child. Uh, Like four, what, four or five, you forget. So I say that to say whoever needed it. You got to see it. You got to see past the thing. You got to see it. You have to focus your mind. You have to really connect with God and say, God, show me. Like Elijah. I named my son Elijah. Like Elijah. He said to his, um, it was armies coming against him. And I didn't put the scripture. I'm sorry. But it was armies coming against him. Armies. And he's just calm. He's just chilling. Ready for it. God's going to take care of us. And his spirit. His uh, armor bearer was like, man, we ain't going to make it. Do you see this? What are we going to do? Do we need to take ourselves out? Come on, because what we, what we need to do? Because do we need to run the back door? You're not thinking of a pan, man. Come on, come on, come on. And he said, he and prayed. He said, God, open his eyes so that he can see that there's more for us than there is against us. And when he said that prayer and that armor bearer saw, he could see the chariots and the angels and the spirit ram and the uh, seraphim and the, uh the everything in the heavenly kingdom backing them up, they were surrounded by their enemies, but they were surrounded by the kingdom of God, and they won y'all just in the uh, spoiler alert they won um <laughs> so I think about uh Jonathan when he was by himself with his armor bearer, and he said, If God's for us, we're gonna win, and they went out and killed all them people, just going and I think. The armor bearer didn't have a weapon, I don't think. But they were just going out there, killing people after killing people. How do you see that? With thousands of people. Zamir was just reading Samson. And how Samson picked up the jaw of a donkey and killed thousands of Philistines. Now you have to remember that Goliath came from Philistines. So I'm pretty sure there's a couple of more giants up in there. And he killed thousands of them by himself with the jaw of a donkey. He had to see it. He had to see if I pick up this jaw ball, I can take them all out. Or well, he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have done it. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm saying you have to see it to see it. Spiritually, not just physically. But I promise you if you soak and you saturate in that spirit, you will see it like it's right there. You can put your hands on it. Now, this is, this is, this is me. I see my husband all the time. Now, I don't know exactly his face, but I see him. I see him. He is amazing. I dream about him. I see him so much that I can feel his hands. I know what his hands feel like. The day I touch his hands, I know who he is. I seen him one day at church looking at us walking out the door. I seen it. And I'm not crazy. I'm not a crazy person. I've already checked. I'm not crazy. The violent crazy, the old flesh, but that's crucified. (laughs) I'm not crazy. And I watched it. So I know that I come at his bicep. So I don't settle for nothing because I've seen it. And I'm not gonna fall for any enemy's tricks. Do you know that you got a power when you start seeing a guy? Because you won't fall for the tricks. You won't be desperate. I see it. I won't be desperate. I won't settle for this. Yeah, you're offering me this money and this little job, but God told me and I saw it. I'm gonna be in that job. So no, no thank you. It'll work out. Just like Charlotte, come to Charlotte. Paske was talking about coming to Charlotte. I came to Charlotte. At first, I didn't see it. I ain't going to lie to you. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But then I started. I was looking at houses in Charlotte. I was, I was thinking about it. He, he was like, well, you know, listen to the Lord. And one day, God said, stay. Don't go back. Don't go back. In the middle of service. On a Sunday. I don't pack clothes to come. I used to drive up on Sunday morning sometimes. Don't go back. I had to see it. I had to see that somehow this is going to work out. Now, I didn't see it crystal clear like I see other things, but I saw it. And then God started letting little signs and little wonders happen. that it was like, my God, the doors opened up. I walked on water. Matter of fact, Peter had to see Christ. Remember, they were yelling, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. And then Peter had to see Christ. He heard him. He heard him. But he had to see him to say, bend me to walk out on this water. And as long as he saw him, he was good. The moment he turned his focal point, his center, he fell. So you have to see it. You have to see it. So I asked, Lord, okay, I see what you're saying to me, because a lot of this is for me. I see that you're saying to me, Amelia, because some days i will be like, Lord, I, I don't see it. And i will be speaking, just coming up to this message. I said, y'all, your spirit man will get you to do something you ain't think he like it'll just speak for you like what what are you doing like that's true warfare because i text past the mail in the morning and i said well wait wait what did i just do <laughs> Talk fastly I, i'm not i don't have nothing that solid i wanted to i wanted to know that i know now sometimes seeing Is not seeing, I couldn't see this happening. I couldn't even see this confidence that God is allowing me to walk in. I couldn't see me talking clearly. I couldn't see that this message would mean something, honestly. I said, All you talking about to me is seeing. What are you talking about, Lord? But I had to see that God was going to speak to me. And, I, and he said, Amelia, I need you to see that I can use you. I need you to see that theater will happen. You will write all the stories you think of. That you will have the amazing family. Amelia, you will be married. It ain't just something you just see. It will happen. You can, I can see it. I can see my relationships growing. I can see me being deeper and intimate, more intimate with God like, that I never seen before. I can see it. And I said, well, Lord, fix my unbelief, Please. Because there's a part of me that don't believe. There's a little doubt. And Jesus, you kicked them people out when they were doubting about that uh, healing. So I need you to heal me, and I need you to kick the doubt out. I need to see. Open my eyes to see. So how do we better our sight? Well, Ephesians 1.18 says, Pray that your eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? So that you would know, you're knowing that you would know. Like God, pray, pray. I pray, pray that you open the eyes of my heart, the eyes. Why? Why he use eyes, y'all? So they can see it. So they can see it. The eyes of my heart. Let them be open. Open them up. Let me not be clouded. Don't let me. Don't, Lord. And people don't sin to cloud yourself. Don't, that, that, that adds clouding. Pastor Q has taught us sin adds clouding. Those little um, momentary pleasures, those little moments that you was like, well, God will forgive me. Yeah, he'll forgive you, but then you're clouded and you can't see. And that's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. So open my eyes. I'm doing the right thing. I'm pressing, Lord. I'm calling on your name. When you can say that, when you can sit and say, Lord, I'm, I'm at your feet. I'm, whatever you say, I'll do. My heart's there. Open my heart's eyes. Oh, then you're going to start singing. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. My mind has to be renewed. My mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What a blessing to see the will of God. But my mind has to be renewed. My mind, I have to let go of those things. I have to let go of thinking that certain things make me. They don't make me. God made me. I'm already made. I have to let go. I have to renew my mind. I have to stay in his word. I have to confess things over myself so that I can see it. And I'm going to confess until I see it. I confess Proverbs 31 all the time. And now I'm working on each verse. I stop and I want to see Amelia in that verse. Somehow, way, I'm going to sit here until I see it. And then it's coming real. And then it'll be, be more real. And I want to see her deeper in that verse. So see it. Renew my mind. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Constantly watch these things. Constantly focus on these things. Keep your eyes set on those things so you can see it. Think on these things. It didn't say think on the worst case scenario. It didn't say think on the circumstances. It didn't say think on the how. God is teaching me about that how thing. That how word is, you know, I'm starting to think it's not of God because God handles the how. And Amelia gets caught up in the how and in my vision and what I want it to look like. So, for example, I've grown relationships now. But before, I felt like my friendships should look like this. Like, we should be taking selfies, and we should be going to the beach, and me and my girl should look like this, and they have to look like that. I did it even with my sister. I said, my sister shouldn't be so mean. She goofy, you know, she look loud. I love that about her. The things that I was saying, that I, my sister should look like this, we should look like Tia and Tamara. That's what we should look like. That's how sisters are supposed to look. When I was seeing that, me and her were buttonheads. heads. When I started seeing what God placed as my sister, my God. We got Bible study. We laugh. We grow. We play. I am proud of her loudness. Sometimes that, that thing had me laughing all the time. It has me laughing. I appreciate, but I see what God is doing. My focus had to change. It just, it just you got to see it. My mother, me and my mother have fought for years, and I thought my mama hated me. I just did. I was like, she hates me. She's crazy. God, why did you sick me with this mother? Did you not love me? Could you not pick somebody else? Matter of fact, I told Pastor Keith and Pastor Mel that the angels messed up. And since they met in 1990, I was supposed to be dropped off to them. (laughs) They dropped me off at the wrong mother. (laughs) I think it's still some truth. No, I'm playing. (laughs) I'm playing. I'm playing. But no, now I see. I see my mother for who she is. I see the strength that she instilled in me. I see her love. I see how great of a woman she is. I see the struggle she went through that she's trying to protect me from. I see where she gets frustrated. It's just she don't know how to, but it is some love behind it. God to show you the spirit behind the thing. See, we don't flash, uh, wrestle with flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and rulers. So sometimes when you're going up against a person, God to say, don't be upset he'll show you he shows me and i used to get upset but now i appreciate it he'll show me the root of why that person is acting the way they are doing and it'll make you say my god let me pray for them. my god you know let them let cut a fool let them cut a, what, what is that because they going through a lot let them have this moment because god has blessed me let me pray for them let me take this time that's how you love your enemy i used to wonder how do we love our enemies how am i supposed to do right to those who dislike someone use me. No, 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 no. But yes, 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 yes. Because if you allow God to show you and you see the spirit behind that thing, oh, I enemy, mean, you're not coming up in here. You're not separating nothing. You're not going to get me riled up. You're not going to take me out the presence of God. I see that person's heart, and we're going to get through this thing. So you have to see. I, I don't know where that came from. Okay, what scripture? Okay, Colossians 3, <laughs> next. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If ye thee be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on the things above, not on the things on the earth. Set your affections. Put everything, your heart, see the things above. See. Put your imagination, put your, your love, your passion, let your passion paint The things above don't let it paint the things on this earth you can already see that that's manifested That's done in somebody else's see the things above that Christ got up there with the father where he's interceding on your behalf Anyway, see those great things see that see that love where he is see it See that and set your affections your heart. Let your heart see it. Let your mind see it. Let your just Just let God take you over and see it set your affections and then lastly, I give you uh, 2 Corinthians ten four and 5. For the weapons of our for, uh, warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, and everything high, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. anything that ain't lovely, pure, that was in Philippians 4 8, anything that's against Christ, anything that's against the God that we serve, anything that's against what the Holy Spirit is doing, anything against his will, that narrow path, keep your focus, your center, anything that's against what he shows you, cast it on down the image, the imaginations, the thoughts, the voices in your head telling you, you ain't nothing, the lies that's telling you that the thing that you've been dependent on is the thing. No, that's not it. It's God. Cast it down as soon as it comes up. I've learned that. Don't let it linger a little bit. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Cast it down right then and there. Cast down. Sometimes i got to say it a million times right there. Like I could be at work and i am like, I cast it down in the name of Jesus. I cast it down in the name of Jesus. I <laughs> just go all the all the all Because it's coming. They're coming. The thoughts will come. The enemy can throw arrows, but you got a, a shield of faith. You got, you got a breastplate of righteousness. You got a helmet of salvation. That, that mind is renewed. So you see through that helmet of salvation. Look through it and see what God has you to see. So I ask you one last time, what are you guys looking for? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's been a while, you know, the quarantine. (laughs) Anybody online have anything to say?